0: 63. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? <laughs> Amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. I appreciate being in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe God has a word for us today. Uh, I believe God is going to speak to our hearts. God always know what we need and he will always supply our needs according to his riches. And he's rich in everything. Amen. So we want you to hear. I was inspired. I was studying this week and reading and um, I was reading one of Jeff Arnold's book and it just kind of went right with the thought that the Lord had put into my heart. So a lot of things um, came together as we began to prepare for this word this morning. So I believe the Lord will help us today. Amen. Psalm 63. Verse 1 through 5 says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and the glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary because thy loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise thee thus will I bless thee while I live I will lift up mine hands in thy name my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall sing praise, my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Father, in the name of Jesus, will you use me as your apparatus, your instrument, your vessel, your conduit? I need the anointing of God to rest upon me, and I need, Almighty God, for you to lead me by your Spirit, that whatsoever I say here today will be of the Spirit and the Word. Father, I pray today, Lord God, that the power of God will do great work among us this morning. I pray, Lord God, that you'll touch the hearts of the hearers. That they will receive and that they will respond to the word of God. Respond to what the spirit of God is directing them to do. Lord, we don't want to leave this place this morning, this afternoon without Lord Jesus receiving from you. Will you have your way, oh God? Will you touch us, oh mighty God? And will you help us, Lord? For we are totally dependent upon you. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. Can everyone say amen? amen? You may be seated. Today I've entitled the word of the Lord this, what is your desire of the Lord, what is your desire of the Lord, what is your desire of the Lord. Maybe if we don't have any desire of the Lord, we will get a desire of the Lord today. But I don't know about you. I have some desires of the Lord. I don't know about you, but there's desires in me that I have of the Lord. And those desires have not yet been met, been fulfilled. One of the best. Thing God gave us when he created us is the privilege to have a desire. I'll say that again. One of the best things God gave us when he created us is the privilege to have a desire. Nothing can be accomplished without a desire however if we have desires and we never follow up with those desires through our decisions and through our action those desires will not remain forever they will diminish so if you have desires And we, or you, or me, we didn't respond to those desires. We didn't put action behind those desires. We're going to find out those desires will diminish. What is desire? Desire is to long for. Desire is to crave for desire is to have an appetite for desire is to have a deep yearning for i love this one desire is a stretching out after oh i love that one Those are some good definitions for desire, but I love the one the best that said desire is, is stretching out after. It is desire why we get addicted to drugs. It is desire why we get addicted to alcohol and pornography. It is desire why we can't stop partying. It is desire why we remain in our immoral situations. It is desire why we do not love and respect each other. It is desire why we work so much to live a certain lifestyle. It is desire while we barely read our Bible. It is desire while we don't pray. It is desire while we have not been born again of the water and of the spirit. We do or we don't do these things because of desire. Desire is a powerful emotion that we experience and, and and it is the very thing that motivates us to do or to not do what we do or not do. It is desire. Somebody say thank God for desire. God. From the very beginning we would use the things of God to either do good or evil. God gave us desires for good reasons. But somehow, sometimes we allow these desires to carry us astray and, and we get consumed with things that don't please God. Amen. But nevertheless, God gave us a desire because he knows that desire is what get things done. You don't get anything accomplished without a desire. Nothing gets accomplished without a desire. Sometimes we're carrying out somebody's desire. Sometimes we're carrying out our own desires. But regardless of whose desire it is, the only way things get done is from the position of a desire. So we need desire. But how will we deal with the desires that we have on the inside? We need to look at that. In Psalm 63 verse 1, David says, Oh God, thou art my God. I love that. Listen to me. There are many of us that talk about God. There's many of us that talk about the higher power. There's many of us that talk about the man upstairs. And while that might be acceptable at times, I'm here to tell you, how long will you talk about God as the man upstairs? How long will you talk about God as the higher power? How long will you talk about God as the almighty, but you never stop and get personal as David got personal and says, oh God, thou art my God. You got to realize God is not just the preacher's God. God is not just the pastor's. God. God is not just the Christian ladies God. God is and wants to be your God. Nobody had this advantage when it comes down to God. We have trained ourselves to always think some people have an advantage because their situation was better than mine we 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 have this way of thinking because the family you came from you you're going to have a better situation than me we, we, we have been consumed by certain ways of, of, of being and so we get into God and we realize we start doing the same thing but the Bible says that there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither bond nor free Instead, that we're all one in Christ and God will not be a respecter of persons if he loves you he's going to love me if he's your God he can be my God And it's time that somebody says Oh God Thou art my God See we will never be able to say Oh you know I'm going through And you know God didn't do this for me Oh God wants to do something for you He wants to do something for everybody And if he doesn't do it It must be because we're asking for the wrong thing That will hurt us God wants to do something in your life Oh God Thou art my God. What made David get so into it where he he just began to say, God, you are my, my God. Somebody need to practice that. You need to say, God, you are my God. You probably got to say that to yourself a few times until you understand, until you believe that God is not just everybody else's God, but he is your God. He's your God. There is nothing too hard for Him to do in your life. He's not trying to take care of so and so and leave you out. He wants to be your God. He wants when you get before Him and pray, it will be personal and it won't just be God. It will be you are mine. I want God. I want it personal. I want it personal. But you have to desire that. David desired it. And when he desired it, he began to lift up the name of the Lord. And says, oh God, thou art my God. Then he says, early will I seek thee. Early will I seek thee. Listen to me. The example David is showing us is that we must seek God as the first thing in the morning. Uh, I gotta tell you, uh, we 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 get tied up and and consumed by other things, and 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 things don't work out the way we want them and desire them uh, because we wake up just enough time in the morning uh, to brush our teeth, to wash our face, uh, not even to get breakfast, but to get dressed uh, and get the kids ready and get out the door, uh, and God. Uh, has been forgotten we just throw up a wish and go out the door and David wants to know oh we need to seek God early in the morning before anything else before any distractions before anything get a hold of your mind before you make your way because God is before you God says will somebody seek me early Mm, help me today Holy Ghost Uh, we need to seek God early seek him uh, for his plans Uh, I wake up in the morning I say God you know what this day is all about uh, cause you created this day uh, before the foundation of the world Uh, so since you know every situation uh, that will transpire today uh, will you begin to help me understand uh, what I need to do uh, how I fit in uh, what I must do uh, where I must Go tell me because you know God what this day is all about I'm seeking him because I need to know the way to go he says I am the way the truth and the life and if I need to know which way to go I need to follow oh God thou art my God seek him before influences come in to control and direct you. Seek him for his favor and honor in your life. Uh, seek him to make him the first object of your searching out in the morning. Oh God. Thou art my God. To see. Then he, then he says to see the power and the glory. Lord, I want to experience your power. I want to experience the glory of God. If we will have a desire for that, this is what I'm talking about. If we will have a desire for God to be our God, personal, if we will have a desire to seek him first, God will reveal himself. God will give us direction. And if we have a desire, oh God, to seek him and experience his power and his glory, we will experience Experience his power, his glory. I will show you how easy it is. Uh, This morning, uh, I know for a fact uh, that they didn't just sing. Uh, This morning, I know for a fact uh, some of you stretched your hands out, not because uh, you felt like you had to, but you did it. Uh, And as you began to do what you did, uh, the presence of the Lord uh, overcame you, uh, and you couldn't help yourself anymore. Uh, You went off uh, and began to praise Him. Uh, You began to clap your hands, Uh, you began to lift your voice. Uh, You began to sing the way the Spirit was leading you, because when we seek after God, when we reach out after God, when we call upon His name, He will become personal. Oh God, thou art. My, my. Help us, Holy Ghost. And so, God, if you have a desire to get God. Close to you. If you have a desire, I'm sorry for you to get closer to God. God will help you, but you have to have that desire. So, as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, we saw the manifestation of God. God is sitting on the throne in heaven right now as we speak, but his presence is all in the earth. And so, when people begin to praise God, God, when people begin to let out their voice, when people begin to lift their hands, when people begin to dance and to shout, when people begin to cry, that is the presence of God. Because why are you crying? Why are you lifting your hands? Why are you dancing? You can't even explain it. Why? All oh, you know, I just feel like doing this. Well, God may not be visible present here today, but it's His spirit is here with you. uh, And when he comes in uh, and he moves on you, uh, you don't have control uh, if you don't want to. uh, You just have to let yourself go and let God be God in the sanctuary. Oh God. So I've seen thee in the sanctuary. You don't see him in the sanctuary. You experience him in the sanctuary you experience his presence you experience his power you experience his love sometimes god move on you in such a way i don't know about you but i've cried many times because i came to the reality of how much god loved me and i don't understand that kind of love i don't know that kind of love i just cry i say god how is it that you love me so much how is it that you care about me so much how is it god that you are always there for me and I I can only just cry because I don't believe I deserve any kind of love like that but God is so loving he is your God he is my God yes he is the almighty God but we gotta get personal and the desire to know him and the desire to experience him and the desire to experience his power in the sanctuary hmm What is your desire that you have of the Lord this morning? What desire that you have? Because thy loving kindness is better than life. That's soaking a little bit. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. Listen up this morning. The favor of God. The mercy of God. Are more value, are more valuable than life itself. We gotta get really smart and understand that God is the giver of life. So he has life like this. And if he is the giver of life and he has life, then as long as I'm in him, I never have to worry about my life. We all, God help me this morning. We worry about our life because we haven't turned it over to Jesus. Jesus is the one that gives life, and if I turn my life over to him, I don't have to be concerned with life anymore. All i got to be concerned with is his favor, is his kindness, is his love, is his mercy. That's what I want, and I want that more than life. I want his favor. I want his mercy. I want his kindness. I want his love because it's better than life itself. Oh my God, help us. Oh my God, help us. we worried about our life. And God wants you to know why you're worried about your life. He says, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your situation. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. How oh, can anybody put... Or add a a human to their life, uh, none of us can. You try control when you're gonna die. You try control when you're gonna die. You have no control over that. So guess what? His loving kindness, his mercy his friendship his goodness that's more important to me than life because he's in control of life Uh, I don't have to worry about that he's in control of that let me just experience his loving kindness Uh, let me experience oh God your mercy it's better than life itself God help us today help us the mercy and friendship of God is more than life Thus will I bless thee while I live. Thus will I bless thee. Are we getting this? Uh, uh, David is trying to help us this morning. Are, Are we getting this? That once you know who God is, Once you understand how he rolls, once you understand what he can do, uh, once you understand uh, how much he loves you, uh, why are we worried about all the other stuff, uh, why are we concerned with things uh, that don't even worth anything? In this life if God permits us to get older we're going to look around and say that don't even mean anything anymore Mm -hmm. if we live to see golden age we're going to look around and say why did I get all worked up about that why did I let that get me off my game that's what we're going to think about if if we've been fortunate and blessed to live to the golden age we're going to see things differently why do we see it differently? The Holy Ghost is helping me this morning. Why will we see things differently? You're seeing things differently because you finally got to the place to realize my life ain't that important. Oh. Yeah. You see things differently when you get older because you realize I'm at that point. You were able to evaluate things now and say, What did it mean anyway? And you're in a place where you realize, I know I can lose my life, life any day just because of age. And that's when you realize that's not that important anymore. Help me, Jesus. Why do you think when people get in age, up in age, what do they enjoy the most? See it all the time. Not just life, children. Because we're realizing now that our life ain't worth a whole lot no more. We're not going to be around a whole lot longer, but if I can just be around the ones that's going to live longer, maybe I'll feel a little bit more energy. Maybe I'll feel a little bit more, oh, like it's okay, uh, because I'm around the little ones that's getting ready to live their whole life ahead of them. We want to be around the younger when we get older, because they have life, and our life is almost finished. So can we just get smart? and get ahead of the curve and just say, Lord, if when I get old my life is not that important, why am I going to make it important because i 'm 40? Why am I going to make it important because i 'm 20? Why am I going to make it important because I'm 50? I'm I might as well just say, Lord, I turn it all over to you and I desire you more than life itself. I desire to live for you more than I will desire anything else. Anybody got a desire in their heart for the things of god that's what I 'm talking about this morning. What are your desires for the things of God? what are your desires towards God? Oh, God, give us a desire for the things of God. I will lift up my hands... Uh, In thy name uh, Solemn prayer and praise Uh, That's why it's important for us to lift our hands Because uh, what we're saying is I'm acknowledging God Uh, I'm lifting my hands to the Lord In prayer and in praise Uh, When I think about the goodness of God uh, When I begin to think about the name of Jesus uh, I can't help myself but to begin to praise him uh, And begin to pray Uh, When I think about Jesus I says, oh my God uh, Thou art my God Uh, Lord I love you and I praise you and I thank you oh God for all the wonderful things you've done for me for all the wonderful things that you have given to me I can't help but to just lift my hands and say thank you sometimes I might not know all the words to say all I can say is Jesus you've always been there Jesus your eyes are always upon us Jesus when my foot slipped you didn't let me die Jesus when I was hungry. You helped me. You fed me. Jesus when I didn't have an answer and I didn't know anything uh, and I turned to you uh, you made the way. Uh, Jesus when I was in despair. Uh, Jesus when I was hurrying, uh, Jesus when I was distraught. Uh, Jesus uh, when I had no hope. Uh, you were there. Amen. Oh. Why? What is our desire? What is our desire for the Lord this morning? What are our desire? Because uh, I told you earlier, without a desire, you can accomplish nothing. Nothing. You can be the smartest person in this room without a desire. You accomplish nothing. You can be the most talented person in this room without a desire. You accomplish nothing. You can be the most Bible. In person, uh, in this room, uh, without a desire, you accomplish nothing. Amen. You can come to church every Sunday, every Thursday, prayer meet every Saturday, but without a desire for Jesus, uh, without a desire for more of Him, uh, you can accomplish. Amen. Mm. God help us this morning. My soul shall be satisfied. <laughs> Oh, can I tell you? Can I tell you? We don't even realize. Let, let 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 me come right up in your grill here a little bit. We don't realize the things that we find ourselves doing that we know we shouldn't do. The things that we find ourselves doing that that pulls us away from God. Can I tell you a secret? you're only doing them because there's a deep desire in you that nothing can quench, nothing can satisfy, nothing can fulfill. You can party all you want. You can get the money that you need. You, 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 can, you can experience a, a nice home, a, a, the car you want to drive. Oh, every time you take a whiff of that weed, it might make you feel high for that minute. Whatever lifestyle it is that you feel pulled into a certain direction and you keep doing, whatever it is, That you're doing, can I tell you something this morning? You're doing it because you have a desire, and that desire cannot be fulfilled by the weed, that desire cannot be fulfilled by pornography, that desire cannot be fulfilled with money, that desire cannot be fulfilled with a job, that desire cannot be fulfilled with anything else but Jesus, but Jesus. And this morning, if somebody will say, God, strip me from that desire. That I have. uh, That is ungodly. That is unrighteous. uh, That is holding me back. uh, Strip me from it. uh, And let my desire be for you. My poor God. My poor God. When he created us. He knew the only way brother Fox. The only way. We could really love him. Is by giving us choice. But he knew when he gave us choice. He knew when he gave us choice. We was going to do the wrong things. We was going to make the wrong choices. But there was no other way to get true love, pure love. Because strong-arming people to make them do something, that's not love. That's not love. So if, if if he wanted, he could have made us a certain way where every time we go to get in the danger zone of doing wrong, somehow something beep and something just consume us and make us go back in the right. <laughs> we'll be robots. The robots can't love. They're machines. And God didn't want machines. He wanted people with emotions. He wanted people that can love like he loved. And so he knew when he was creating us, the only way, We will be able to prove our love was through choice. And so many of us has gone astray making the choice we want and not the choice that God was hoping that we would make. Same thing with desire. When he created us, he gave us desire. And the desire was supposed to pull us towards him. The desire was supposed to get us to sink deeper in him. The desire was supposed to make us become just like him. And then we allowed a desire to make us say we get addicted to weed. The desire to make us get addicted to alcohol. The desire to make people control our lives. The desire to make us stray and, and just doing whatever we want. But he didn't give us the desire for that. We just allowed a desire to pull us there. The desire was to pull us towards him. The desire was supposed to get us deeper in him. So we have misused choice. We've misused desire. Then the other thing, remember what he created? He says, Be fruitful, multiply, and the next word, have dominion. What he was saying was, have rulership over everything I've created, because now you're in charge of everything I've created. We made made a mess with that. Because There is nothing higher than us in the earth, under the earth, in heaven, other than God. We have dominion over everything else. But what do we do? We made those things have dominion over us. We just messed this whole thing up, man. And the quicker you realize we've messed this whole thing up and just says, I realize we have just made a mess of everything that you try to do for us. Let me stop and pause and reset and do what I'm supposed to do because I just keep messing up your stuff. I was supposed to have dominion over all of this. I was supposed to make choices that please you. I was supposed to have desires that will pull me closer to you. And here I go doing all this other stuff that did the total opposite. You can keep searching. You can keep doing whatever you're doing. We have a way of saying, well, God knows. Remember what I told you. God operate in love. He do know. And all he can do is show you in love. What do you want him to do? Put your arm behind your back. You're going to submit to me. God knows like we have found out that you can make somebody do something, but it will be short lived. God knows that you think, he's, you think he's not You don't think he knows that He knows that he can make all of us pray He can make all of us live for him But how long are we going to do it Because we have that choice thing built in How long are we going to do it So he doesn't make us And so we're waiting for God to make us do something And God is saying That's not love I can't do it I can't make it I can show you love And you can respond to my love What did he say The Bible says We love Him because He first loved us. That's what He's always done. (laughs) For God so loved the world that He... That's what He does. He don't make you. And so while we're here this morning, this afternoon, we have our opportunity to either do it because we have a desire, do it out of obedience until we get a desire, Just figure this thing out. What is your desire this morning of the Lord? I'm getting there. I'm going to finish up in a second. How many of us came to church this morning saying, I'm longing for a deeper relationship with Jesus? Don't die. Don't even lie. Don't even lie. I've been in services. Where people are desperate for Jesus. You know what happened? Before service starts. Oh! Yeah! We need you, Lord! Move on us! Ah! Y'all think it's a joke. But I've been in places where people came in. They was in the corner wailing. They was in the back praying. They was was down on their face praying. They would open up their Bible reading. Because they came in the door saying, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Saturday evenings when I come here, I'm desperate. I don't know if you you can really sense my prayers on Saturday evenings. My prayers on Saturday evenings are a little bit out of control because I'm desperate for what will happen Sunday morning. So when I come at 6 o'clock on Saturday, I get locked in in my prayer because I'm desperate. I desire for God to do something in our heart and in our life. I'm desperate to see more people get saved. I'm desperate to see lives change. I'm desperate to see our children Children fear God. I'm desperate for the Holy Ghost power to come in and heal people and deliver people. I'm desperate. There's a deep desire in me for God to do these things. And so when I pray, I'm praying. I'm desperate to see a church that is diverse. I pray that prayer all the time. I say, God, every nationality, every kindred, every tongue, uh, God, send every kind of people in this church, Lord God. I'm desperate. I pray for the community. I say, God, uh, we have mayors that need to be saved. We have Congress people that need to be saved. We have councilmen and women that need to be saved. We have hospital administrators that need to be saved. We have principals and teachers that need to be saved. We have business owners that need to be saved. Uh, God, uh, we keep worrying about politics uh, but politics can never get us fixed. Uh, politics can't get the world right. You know when we're getting the world right? When our politicians know who Jesus is. Uh, when our politicians uh, are passing laws uh, according to the word of God. Uh, that's what will fix our world. That's what will fix our world. All we do is complain about who doing and who not doing. And all I say is, all of, most of our politicians don't know Jesus. They don't have a relationship with Him. Why am I mad at them? They're doing what they know. And sin will cloud your mind. Sin will make you do bad things. Sin will make you self-centered and not Christ-centered. Those are the things that I'm desiring. I don't try to deal with problems. Or try to deal with the symptoms of problems. What I tell you all the time, I get down to the root. God plucked things up when it ain't right. He he don't, he don't, he don't deal with the the tree. He go to the root! we keep on dealing with problems the tree is not the problem the root, dig it up and plow it out and pull it up I guarantee you if you go from the root and you pull it up it will never grow again we steady dealing with the things that are on the tree if the tree ain't no good it's going to bear bad fruit we want bad tree. To produce good fruit. That ain't possible. So why do we want our politicians and leaders. That ain't living for God. That is not born again. That's not obeying. Why do we want good fruit? I don't worry about sides. I'm not into which side you vote for. I'm into do they know Jesus. I need to get them the gospel. I need to teach them the word of God. Because if they get that, then when they sit around the table to make decisions, they're going to say, hold on, we're going to pray about this. And if it's something that's just clear in the word of God, they're going to make the decision according to the word of God. I have a desire for the things of God. I desire your will being done, God. That we come in here this morning. Saying, I am longing for a deeper relationship with Jesus. How many of us said, I need the praise singers to sing just right so I can get ushered into God's presence. How many said, I need the preaching to be really good or to do something to me. He got to come with something that's going to help me this morning. Well, here's what I got to tell you. Listen up. If I didn't say anything so far that helped you, hopefully this will help you because this is a fact. God will meet you at the level of your own desire. Mm -hmm. I I probably can stop preaching now. God God will only be able to meet you at the level of your own desire. So, that's where the frustration comes in. Now, if you come in and you just, okay, God, I just need somebody to come up and pray for me. Okay, then somebody will come up and pray for you. Is that all you wanted? Oh, God, I, you know, I just want to feel your presence. Okay, you felt this presence already. Is that all you wanted? So, God will meet us. So, I, I'm able to tell you right now, That there were some people that came in here I prayed it yesterday and I'm sure some people desired it. That I want to feel God's presence this morning. I guarantee it. Why? Because God met us at that level. That was our own desire to experience God's presence. Is that all you want? Now we're talking. Now 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 I'm, I'm getting ready to close up and this is where I'm going. Wherever Your desire is. Whatever your desire is in God, God will always meet you there. He can't go any higher than where you are. Because he, again, he can't force you. So if you decide, alright, I just want to hear a good word. You'll hear a good word. If you just desire, oh God, I want to feel your presence. Oh, you'll feel his presence. If you desire, I just want them to sing good. They'll sing good that day. God will meet you at the level of your own desire. You ready for this one? Some of us have desire to be saved. Now that's a good desire. But if that's where you stopped, that's why you got problems. Because when you just save, and that's all you want, what they say, you just hold it on. And you hold on to anything long enough and see if it lasts. Sooner or later, you're going to let go. So if all you want to do and all you want to be is save, then God will get you saved. And you'll never be more than just saved. Because God will meet you at the level... Of your own desire. So, what is your desire this morning? What is your desire this morning? Do you want to go deeper in God? Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Do you want to know the secret things of God? Do you want to know what the voice of God sounds like? Do you want, when you are ready to make decisions, you hear a clear voice saying, Go and do blah, blah, blah. Do you want that kind of relationship with God that when you pray, you feel like, oh, he has heard my prayers and answered my prayers? Do you want to be able to go up to somebody and be able to talk to them about God and all of a sudden the light bulb go off and they say, you know what, you're right. I need to give my life to God. Do you want those things? Or you just want to be safe? Do you want to just be safe? God will meet you right there. If you just want to feel His presence, He already, you good. If all you want to feel is His presence, you good right now. You're probably telling me, hurry up, preacher. Because your desire this morning was that you feel His presence. And so you felt His presence already. Lord, put your desires in me that I may seek after the desires of the Lord. We need. A resurrection of desire Last week, everybody preached about the resurrection of Christ. Well, we need a resurrection of desire because nothing gets accomplished without a desire. So we can know all these things. Can I tell you? I said this a few weeks ago, but understand this: We have to stop being intellectual. And just want to fill our mind up with information. Man, technology has messed us up. I don't have a problem with technology. Y'all might say, man, he always talk about that. I don't have a problem with technology. But you know what I know? I know technology has retrained us. And I I despise and detest anybody that's trying to stop me from living for God the right way. And so technology has messed us up. It, It has retrained our brain. So you know what it means? I'll give you a good example. How often you check your phone just for this. You go on Facebook and scroll and see what people post. So what I'm telling you is we're programmed to always pull in information. That's what I'm telling you has happened to us. Whether you like it or not, that's what has happened to us. So now when we come to church, what do we do? Back in the day when we came to church, we danced, we sang, we shout, we ran the aisle. We did, a, we did stuff because why? There wasn't no technology to train us or retrain us. So we, we focused on God. Now we're in church. and What do they want? They don't know I'm in church. Unfortunately, you look though. So you want to look like you're better than them, but you're not. Right? You, you have to like you be a little bit more spiritual today because you in church, but they home and texting you, but, but ain't nobody no better. Because when you come to church, slip that thing in the pocketbook. My cell phone is in my bag. There are certain things, I'm just trying to help you here, certain things I do deliberately to get my phone out of my way. Because I'm not going to let it control me. And sometimes God wants to do something in my heart. And because somebody, listen, you think the devil is a joke? He won't let you get a bad text right when you get ready to pray. Amen. He will he will let you get a bad phone call right when you get ready to go to church. Amen. Because this thing is to distract you and mess up your flow that you can't get what you know you need. So before he gave in my way, I just put that thing to the side and let me just keep doing my thing. If it's really bad, sooner or later I'll get to it. But what I'm doing right now is important, and I want God to help me and touch me so that phone will not have no con- I'm not doing this in church. <laughs> That's what we do. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just telling you, we've been reprogrammed to, to, to all we do now is gather information. We're gathering information and we're not responding to anything. So now we come to church and you gather information. Somebody told me the other day, that there are people that will listen to our sermons, checking on Facebook. I'm sorry, Facebook people. I know y'all good people. That's probably looking, but some of the people that check us on Facebook, they check us to, to 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 steal some of the preaching. Oh, it's true. Somebody told me the other day. Somebody um somebody was talking to somebody that go to this church, and she was supposed to be some kind of evangelist or prophetess or something. And um, the person from our church said, "Well, go and check out our website." She went, and she said, "Girl, I had to steal a couple of them messages." <laughs> prophetess so-and-so whoever prophetess so-and-so was (laughs) but but i don't i don't look at it here's all i'm saying i'm not worried about we all this is the word of god we all gonna share so i don't consider that stealing but here's the point the point is all we ever do is gather information that's all we do so the question today is are you just going to gather some information of what i'm saying Or you're going to get a desire and begin to put some action behind it and let God be God in your life. Mr. Thomas say amen. I'm preaching now. Oh yeah. Mr. Thomas telling me amen. I'm preaching right now. He telling me I'm doing good. So that must be right. We need a resurrection of desire. For some of us we need lofty and spiritual desires. We just got little desires. We, we need lofty desires of God. The Bible says there is nothing too hard for God. We, we think that, oh, I can't ask God this because that might be too hard. Says who? You? You think it's too hard for God and God is saying there is nothing too hard for me. Let me tell you this and I'm finishing up here. Some of us or probably most of us when we first got saved, when we first came to know the Lord, Your desires of the Lord was lofty. Some of us when we first got saved. I'm going to be a preacher. Some of us when we first got saved. I'm going to lay hands on people and they're going to be healed. Some of us when we first got saved. Oh man, I'm going to grow in God. I'm going to know all the scriptures. When you say the verse, I'll be able to turn to it real quick. Some of us are going to be able to say, uh, some of us was able to say, I'm going to quote this verse. I'm going to be able to quote the Bible. We had all of these lofty desires in our heart when we first gave our life to God. But guess what? Because you didn't make a decision and put some work to it, it diminished. And you find yourself in a place stuck on stuck and you're saying how in the world do i get moving again i know what's right you've got information yes you know what's right it just means you've got information i don't want just information i need a desire and now that I'm hearing this word today when I feel that desire in my heart I am going to jump right on it if I'm sitting in a congregation and there's a desire in my heart to clap I'm not going to look around and say well nobody else clapping oh later for you that's my desire that I have in my heart to clap to the Lord if I feel a desire to run I don't care how tight it is I'm going to run if I feel a desire to shout. I am going to shout because it's my desire. And I can't let it diminish. I can't let it go. I can't let it escape me because I will find myself wondering what happened. What happened? What is your desire of the Lord today? What is your desire of the Lord today? Here is how you get your desire. And I'm closing. Mark 11 24 says this therefore I say unto you what things soever ye desire (laughs) when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them is it that easy just have a desire You telling me if I have a desire, when I pray, I will have those desires? That's what the word of God is telling me. Yes, it is. It's just like that. What is the desires that you have in your heart? Because if you will pray, you will have them. Now, I must help you. As the preacher, I, I need to help you. This does not guarantee... That we can get anything we want by simply asking Jesus and believing. Jesus does not grant requests that will hurt other people, or even hurt you. Sometimes we pray for stuff and we don't realize God is saying, "No, that's not happening." Because you can't, you don't know like He knows, and He knows it's going to hurt you. You see it as, "Man, if I get this, this will be great," and God says, "No, it won't be great. It's going to hurt you." So, God don't grant us things that will hurt us or things that will violate His own nature or His will. The statement was not a blank check to just say crazy things. For any request we make to God to be fulfilled, that request made in prayer must be in harmony with His principles, His will. And for the sake of the kingdom of God, that's where I lost you. You was all with me when I told you whatever you desire when you pray. Everybody was with me on that. Man, God, I desire a million dollars right now. God, I desire a Land Rover right now. God, I desire six bedrooms. Real nice landscape. Enough money so I can pay the landscapers to take care of it every week. Oh Lord, send me somebody twice a week to help me clean up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you was thinking when I said whatever you desire. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What does it says in um? John chapter 14 verse 12 says Verily verily I say unto you He that believeth on me The works that I do Shall he do also That's what he's talking about See we're we, 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 we thinking about the house huh. And greater works than these Shall he do because I go unto my father And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name that will I do. See, the, the caveat was in his name. So, you have the blank check. God will give me, God, will just give me this understanding here. So, you have the blank check. You can write $5 million on that blank check right now. But in order for that check to be cash, what does it need? No, no, normal. Think normal. Think normal. If, if you bring a check to the bank. No, signature. So, you can write a check out. For $5 million, the date is right, everything is right. And you give it to the teller. I need need a signature. The name is the signature. So the only way you get what you ask for, there must be a signature. So you can write what you want on the check. The six bedroom. You, you, You can write... Land Rover or, or, or um, Eric, um, um, what's the electric car, the nice electric cars? You probably check one of them out. Teslas. You like Teslas, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's sleek. You know, Tesla's sleek. You're going to pay some money for, for a nice Tesla, especially the, 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 the SUVs kind of Teslas. I know they cost a ton. But whatever it is that you have in your mind, Tesla. Six bedroom. Landscapers. You can write that there. And the Lord will look over. I ain't signing that. You ain't ready for that yet. <laughs> That's what he to tell you. He won't tell you no. He'll say you're not ready for that yet. Right? My kids ask for like a dollar or two when they go to school. Man, six-year-olds asking for a dollar and two. But anyway, they ask a dollar and two some days because they can buy snacks in their own cafeteria. My goodness. Time has changed. But my point is, I'm not giving them a 50. <laughs> I'm not giving them a 50 to go to the lunchroom talking about uh, whatever kind of snack they buy. Doritos, I don't know. They, they come up to the counter, six-year-old talking about, can I have some Doritos, please? Here you go, and they pull out a 50. You, you giving your six-year-old a 50? No. So why we want God to give us those things that we're asking for? It's not like you don't want to give your kids something. You're just saying they can't handle that 50 right now. Well, you can't handle that six-bedroom right now. You can't handle that Tesla right now. You can't handle landscaping right now because it's not time yet. But when that time comes, he will sign in the signature line. Here's how the time comes. Psalms 37 verse 5. You know I love this text. Y'all should know it by now because I say this all the time. Psalms thirty-seven, verse five. That 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 y'all must have got a different. Um, is that KJV? I don't know if that's right. Because I know what my Psalms thirty-seven, verse five says. Actually, verse four. I'm sorry, you was right. Verse four. <laughs> verse four says this: Delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And what? And he shall give thee the desires of thine. That's when you can sign for the Tesla. That's when you get the signature for the Tesla. That's when you get the signature for the six bedroom. Because you are delighting yourself in the Lord. As a matter of fact, can I be real honest with you? Because I'm living it in my own little life right now. I wouldn't even want it. Because when you get busy for God, stuff become an intrusion to you. Before I got busy for the Lord, it was, I was keeping up real good with cutting my grass. And I don't have a lot of backyard, and a lot of front yard. Yeah, I get it done. But the busier I get, the more things become like... Ah. Because if we delight ourselves in God, the prayer will change. You're not going to be praying for the things that just 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 burden you. And so to, to worry every week or every two weeks that the yard got to be cut, I tell you, I don't have much and I got two big people in my house and I still feel like I just need to pay the guy that come to the people across the street. you know um, what is it? 60 dollars every two weeks to cut my lawn because I just I, I don't have time. I just think it's a waste of time. That's just me. So I can imagine having some things. It means you become responsible for all of that stuff. You want to be responsible for all that stuff and still try to do the work of God? you still going to wake up in the morning and say, God, direct me and show me what you want me to do today. But you got to worry about cutting the grass. You got to worry about doing this. You got to worry about, you know, dishes. You got to worry about all your nice stuff. you all quiet on me now. All right, I'm getting ready to finish. Psalms 27 verse 4. This is what David says. One thing, he didn't say two things. three things. five things. One thing have I desired of the Lord. If David have a desire of the Lord, don't that tell you something that we need to have desires of the Lord? We're not like David. David. David, David had everything he wanted because he was rich. So all he desired was one thing. Me and you, we, 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 we don't have half of what David has, so we gonna have a lot, a lot of desires. But David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after him. The action, the, the decision that you will make when you get the desire is to seek that's, that's the decision. Now that I have the desire, I will seek. I will go looking. I will go searching. I will go after. I will stretch out after the Lord. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his one thing. How many things you desire of the Lord this morning? Now you see where we are now. What we have to now reason with now. David says he is desired of the Lord. Do you desire anything of the Lord this morning? Ask yourselves. Now that we have seen what David says. Now that we understand what desires are all about. We need to ask ourselves. Have we received what we desire? Are we what we desire to be? Anybody what they desire to be right now? No hands? Well, you just said something. If you are not what you desire to be, how else do you think you're going to become what you desire to be? Listen, we don't leave restaurants hungry. No, Sister Monroe, we don't. No, we don't leave restaurants hungry. If I go out to eat, I'm not leaving hungry. As a matter of fact, we usually leave full with a doggy bag. They still call it doggy bag. Especially when we go to buffets, we sin because we overeat. But my point is, we never leave the restaurant hungry. Why do we walk away from the presence of God with our desires unmet? Why not satisfy the craving of your soul right now? As long as you're here today in church where God is doing something, why not worship him? As long as you're here right now, why not praise him? As long as you're here right now, why not let him fill you with the Holy Ghost? As long as you're here right now, if there's sin in your life, why not repent? Because he wants to forgive you of your wrong. Why not do it right now if that's what's going on with you? As long as you're here. If you're sick in your body, why not let him touch you and heal you? As long as you're here, why not give him access to your heart? We can be as close to God as we desire. But we have to start doing something. We have to start seeking after him. We have to start stretching out with what we have in our heart. Will you stand today? Listen to me This is I can't help But to Just minister to you As who I am God called me to To be a minister The way that my character And personality is Here's what I want to tell you We have to grow up. Listen to me. We have to grow up. Here's what I mean by we have to grow up. The other day I told Jordan he couldn't come somewhere with me. He started bawling. He wouldn't stop bawling. He was in his room. His door was open. He was bawling so loud. I never got frustrated because I knew he was hurt because he wanted to come. I didn't get mad. I just closed the door He kept bawling He kept bawling Jordan is six years old And I'm afraid That what we're doing as adults Is we Turn off our hearing To everything That we don't like Everything you don't like Don't mean it's not good for you We may not like broccoli But it's probably good for us We may not like Vegetables and salads But it's good for us Steamed food is probably better for you Than fried food But we prefer prefer fried food Grilled meat is better for you Than Fried meat The point is, let's not be like Jordan. He's only six years old. And because he didn't get what he wanted, he cried and cried and cried. And so he never really heard anything after that. When I came home, Jordan said to me, I'm mad at you, Dad. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Again, are we going to do like the kids do? things don't work out for us according to the word of God so we just don't respond when we don't hear what we want to hear we don't do anything we walk out and we say yeah he was talking real but no action and the cycle repeats itself we come back next Sunday and you want to hear something different than what I preached this week and you keep coming hoping that It will be something that you like And what we don't realize is We have engulfed ourselves in our own stuff we're, We've been self-centered That nothing else tastes better to, Or nothing else tastes good to us Except us And so the bottom line is Nothing else will ever taste good You know what I said Thursday night For those of you that were not here to Bible study You know what I said to you Said to the church you need to get that. You need to listen to that Bible study. I said this, brother Sam. I told him I could be a crooked preacher. I said I could be a real crooked preacher because y'all allow crooked preachers to be crooked preachers. Let me tell you how you allow them. Oh God, touch him, touch him, my brother. God is going to bless you. God, God, God is going to do something special in your life. As quick as you can run to the altar and put down $100, God will do something special in your life. And he's going to run and put the 100 down because I talked about what God will do for him. I told him a story about a great prophet that came to our church years ago. And he was the most accurate prophet Ever came to our church and prophesied he was, he was on the money better than anybody He wasn't just saying one or two things He was on the money But he knew his gift From God was accurate as can be He knew he was right He preached The entire weekend And then he said Sunday night I'm going to take an offering Usually when a preacher comes We let him preach and we give him an offering This preacher says, I'm taking my own offering. After your offering. He said, don't worry. Do what you normally do. We said, okay. So we did normal, took our offering. Then he stood at the platform. And he said this. After he got done preaching and prophesying. He says, I'm going to give you all one minute. I'm not going to drag this out. I'm just giving you one minute. That if you believe what the Lord has spoken into your life, give you one minute to bring an offering. People went straight across the street to the map machine. People dug deep in their pocketbook. And we have never taken up one offering more than that prophet's offering. It was over $5,000 on a Sunday night. You know why? Because he talked about people and made them feel good. So I learned back then If I want to be a crooked preacher Just start lying and telling people What, what they want to hear Just tell them what make them feel good And guess what People, we, we, we would build a church quick If I just keep telling people lies Make them feel good We're going to build them so quick Woo, Let's go Because you're hearing what you want And I'm asking us today To grow up And understand that the things that God will say to us The word of God is going to rub us kind of the wrong way That don't mean we frown up That don't mean we disobey That don't mean we leave out and say Ah for later for that I'll come back next week Maybe he'll tell me something different God don't tell us To step over steps We have to go Step by step Step by step there's going to be times where it's going to be sweet to you I mean Holy Ghost moving the word of God coming and it's sweet and you're just going to enjoy yourself and there's going to be times where it's not going to be sweet there's going to be times where you're challenged there's going to be times where you say but God don't you know what I'm dealing with and he don't pay you no mind because he knows what you're dealing with trying to get him to respond he's saying I'm not responding to that you don't control me I'm God And so today, I'm asking you to dig deep down in your soul and ask yourself, what is your desire of the Lord? What do you desire of the Lord? What do you desire to be in the Lord? Do you just want to be religious and come to church? Do you just want to be saved and hanging on? Do you just want to feel his spirit? Or do you have a desire to know him? Do you have a desire to be more than conquerors? Do you have a desire to one day go to heaven? Can I tell you? I've been saying this for the longest. If all you want to do is go to heaven, you will never get there. Yes, I know that sounds terrible. But wanting to just go to heaven Is self-centered No self-centered people will go to heaven So if all I'm doing is I'm coming to church Because I got to get to heaven You're going to find yourself on the outs Many of us have started coming to church With that thought But then you met Jesus And then you say Oh Jesus is real he is my God now I, I feel him when I talk to him He talks back to me And now you cultivate a relationship And now you're not even worried about heaven I never think about heaven All that much Because I'm with the one That creates heaven I'm with the one That sits on the throne in heaven Where he is That's where I am So heaven is a byproduct Of being with Jesus Christ. Don't you worry about heaven. You will get there. By your relationship with God. So desire God more than life itself. Desire to have a bona fide relationship with God more than life itself. How about you bow your hands and take a few moments. Express yourself to the Lord. Don't pray for anybody. Don't look around to anybody. But just take this moment and express your desires. Your desires. Take a moment. You're going through what you're going through. Express your desires to God now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Your children, we're here before you, Lord God. We're here before you. And Lord, we have desires. Lord, some of the desires we have is we just seem to can't grow. We feel stagnated. We're not moving, Lord God. We feel like we're just in one place. We're stuck. But our desire, Lord God, is that we mature and grow in you and we experience different levels in you. Lord, that's our desire. And so we stretch out today, oh God, that you will pull us closer to you. That you will pull us into a new dimension in you. Somebody, God, is working it out. Somebody, God, wants to do it for you. Won't you go ahead and express your desire to him right now? God, I want to shout sometimes, but I'm nervous. I don't know what might happen if I just scream. But I want to scream because I want more of you. God, I'm praying and sometimes after just one or two minutes, I'm done praying because I don't know what to pray. God, will you teach me how to pray? Will you teach me how to pray? God, I don't know how to show good, I don't know how to show love. I don't know how to love people. I know with my heart I love people, but express that love will you show me how to do that God I messed up and I don't know how to go and clean it up God will you show me how to clean up my mess I know ultimately you have to be the one to help me but God I know there's some responsibility on my part to go and clean up what I've messed up God I don't have the courage the strength I don't have the wisdom but Lord will will you help me God when I come to church I want to be able to be caught up in you through my praise and my worship God I don't want Monday to come and I just go back to being regular I can feel your presence in church Understand the word of God while it's being preached to me, but somehow when Monday comes, I start struggling all over again. Somehow when Tuesday comes, I've strayed away and I find myself saying things and looking like the way I shouldn't look and saying things that I shouldn't say and doing and practicing a lifestyle I, I shouldn't be practicing when Tuesday comes and Wednesday comes, Lord God. I might think about you and feel bad. And I don't really repent I just kind of feel bad Because I know I'm doing wrong God how do I Overcome those things I read in your word you said I'm more than a conqueror But I don't know how to conquer Anything God but I desire I desire to overcome And to conquer stuff God I'm struggling spiritually I can't feel you What what, what do I need to do to feel you, God? What do I need to do to experience your power? What do I need to do, Lord God? Oh, Father, to be liberated and to walk in the authority and the power of God. For God, I desire it, I desire it, I desire it, I desire it. God, I desire to hear from you so I can speak to other people. God, I desire to to be a blessing to people. To be a blessing, oh, bloody God.